Well, hello, 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 and welcome to the inaugural Talking BS Podcast. Brandon Lancaster, and I'm joined this morning with my best friend and little brother, Seth Lancaster. How are you doing this morning? Doing well, doing well. Good morning, everyone. Uh, we're excited about this. Uh, it's something we've been wanting to do for a while, and so we just felt like, you know, now's as good a time as ever. And uh, so we're looking forward to kind of sharing our sports life, a little of everything, uh, opinions with you all. And uh, we, we just hope you enjoy and uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Seth, tell me, like, what, what's what is your just general goal of the pod cl- podcast? Like, what are you hoping to get out there? Uh, I mean, we uh, you're 35 now. I'm 26 uh, and we've spent the majority of our lives just having conversations about sports, what we would do differently, our opinions, and it's just it's been it's been fun for us, and I think it'll be fun for others to listen to. And I mean, we're not going to try to push anything on anybody. We understand that you know everybody's not going to agree with what we're saying, but I just want to have fun. You know, sports is a big part of our life, and uh, just kind of something we're passionate about, and. I think it's uh, it's going to be fun to kind of share that passion with, with everybody else that are listeners out there. Absolutely, absolutely. Even if not another person ever listens to it, I think it'll be fun to just have an opportunity to take a right. break during the week, 30 minutes an hour once a week, just to shoot the breeze, hang out, and just uh, hit some topics. Exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. So what's the, what's the plans for the weekend? What's on what's on the docket this weekend? Well, it's the Saturday before Championship Sunday in the NFL, so you got the NFC AFC Championship games tomorrow, and uh, here in Kentucky, where I where I live, uh, there's uh, supposed to be some snow coming in, so it looks like tomorrow is going to be a nice lazy day full of uh, some football. Um, so uh, that, that's, that's the main plan. has got a long weekend with Martin Luther King Jr. Day coming up on Monday. So uh, just going to you know sit back today, watch a little college basketball. There's a few big games on today. And then yeah, tomorrow. This basketball day is – I mean, this is the first college basketball day all season that's felt like a college football Sunday. There's so many really good games this weekend. And I'm thankful that it is a sloppy – cold, wet Saturday, which gives me a perfect excuse to do absolutely nothing but sit around and get a, a college basketball type Saturday. But yeah, the the playoffs uh, tomorrow, I don't I don't want to dive into it too much, but man, that is a interesting couple of matchups with old guy versus young buck and I think they could both be really exciting games, but yeah, I agree. Uh, going back to the college basketball, I as as everyone will hear throughout all all of our episodes, we're both huge college football fans. I, I think I I could speak for you saying that our two favorite sports are probably college football and baseball, and uh, so it really doesn't feel to me like I pay a whole lot of attention to college basketball season until college football is over. Yeah. And, you, you wait for college football to be over and conference break, play to start. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you have those, you have those games. You, I mean, you have the tournaments around Thanksgiving that, you know, sometimes have intriguing matchups. And then, you know, with 
you know, you have some powerhouse teams like Duke this year that have a lot of exciting things. So you kind of hear about it, but it's really not college basketball season for me until college football is over. But talking about the NFL, um, you know, those just don't you know, matter. You got the you got the matchups that, um, like you said, two old two older quarterbacks and Brady and Breeze taking on uh, the two young guys in golf and Mahomes. And then you also have another interesting storyline is I don't think it's so much young bucks with the Rams with their quarterback. I mean, Goff's obviously a young quarterback, and he's had a, he's had a couple of good years now in his third year in the league. But I think more importantly is the storyline of Sean McVay, how, you know, he's this up-and-coming young coach. I mean, he's younger than you are. And, I mean, so he's super young, and – he, he's he's getting all these other guys this job and I, I think I think uh it's just interesting there's a lot of interesting storylines you know with yeah. the games tomorrow yeah, especially with him going up against Sean Payton because Sean Payton was him like 12 years ago right right so and then you got obviously you got who I consider the greatest of all time and Tom Brady he uh, is try, the, trying now, to have one last run he's retired yeah, yeah. Well, this is a you'll you'll hear this conversation a lot. Is um, Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning, and for some reason, Brandon is still not realized that Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. That's okay, but um, you know, once once he potentially has one more run tomorrow to the Super Bowl, uh, I mean, I, I don't know how anybody could have the argument anymore. Somehow, Brandon still does, but you know. I, Most, I think he's the greatest of all time. And then you have the guy who's had the best season this year, hands down, in uh, Patrick Mahomes. He's thrown for 50 touchdowns. He kind of does it in an in or unconventional way, uh, kind of throwing sidearm across his body, across the field, just super athlete, comes from an athletic background with his, you know, his dad was a professional baseball player. And it's just going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be a good weekend. And like you said, it's a, it's a good weekend for – it to be for it to be sloppy outside and just sit on the couch, hang out with the dogs, and just just watch some sports. Absolutely. Well, let's 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 transition a little bit. I, like we were talking a little bit about the college basketball, and that kind of piqued my interest a little bit with what I think is a little bit concerning with the college football. Uh, with we just talked about how we're just now getting into college basketball. We're over two months into the season. And you talked about all those preseason tournaments and how great those matchups were, but nobody remembers who won the preseason tip-off NIT or the Great Alaskan Shootout or the Maui Invitational. No one never remembers who wins those tournaments. So if you don't remember who wins them, they're worthless. And I'm just seeing some parallels maybe to some of the talk with the college football playoff. I have some concerns with if we continue to expand, we may eventually get like that in college football, and that would be a disaster because nothing's more exciting than – I mean, there's nothing better than a college football side. Whether it be week one, week 12, every one of them individually means the same. Every weekend you have the potential to completely change the landscape of who's going to win the national championship. And you just don't have that in college basketball. Yeah, I, I, the argument you hear all the time is we got to expand. We got to expand. We're leaving out UCF where Georgia should have been in there. 
uh, Notre Dame. You know, there was all these arguments. I'm, I'm the exact opposite. I guess I'm, I'm going against the grain here. I don't want any more than four. I'm good with four. Uh, you look at the last, you know, three years, it, it, you could have had two teams, and it would have been the same two teams pretty much every time. But I'm good with four because, like you said, I'm, I want – I want week two to matter. I want Labor Day weekend to matter. Where early in the college basketball season, Duke beats Kentucky by what seemed 100 points. And then, you know, that doesn't matter anymore. No one cares about that. You know, unless you're a Duke fan, you want to rub it into a UK fan's face. It doesn't matter anymore. And I like kind of that aspect of college football where, you know, if, if Alabama gets upset the first game of the season next year against Duke, that's going to matter three, four months down the road. Yeah. Yeah, as great as those early season matchups are, those preseason tournaments, the, the NIT, the Maui Invitational, nobody ever remembers who wins those tournaments. I mean, the, the champion of those tournaments really doesn't matter. only time I've ever remembered any of them, I don't even remember what tournament was, was when Kimba Walker went off and won that one preseason tournament. But, like, you just don't remember those tournaments. But Yeah, this year, I mean, even, even this year you had – Duke, which people are talking about, you know, is this one of the most talented teams, college teams ever, all this stuff. They went to the Maui. They didn't even win the tournament. They got beat by Gonzaga. So, you know, it's just like it doesn't matter. But I am happy to have it here. I am happy to have, you know, college basketball be important like it's going to be today. You got you got you got like a matchup of Virginia versus Duke coming up later on today. So it is fun. But. The regular season in college basketball just doesn't have that passion every single Saturday like college football does. Yeah. And, and I, well, I, don't, me, I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose yeah, that. Let me ask you this. Do you think if we had had eight teams, 16 teams, 64 teams in the college football playoff, do you think we would have had a different national champion the last, you know, three or four years? I, I don't. I, I, think, I think Alabama and Clemson are just – uh, in Georgia last year, Georgia obviously had a good team last year. And, you know, people make the argument for Ohio State or whatever. But, you know, Ohio State had their chance this year. They had their chance to run the table like Alabama Clemson did. And they go to Purdue on a Saturday night and they get blown out. And, you know, you, you can't have that, but that's why it's great. That's why college football is great. But going back to your question, you know, especially this year, you could have had – 100 teams in the playoffs and I think it's going to be Clemson Alabama and yeah. you're just you're you're just kind of you're you're wasting time with those other games like the semifinal games you know Kyler Murray he was fun to watch Heisman Trophy winner uh maybe be drafted in you know the first round of two different sports but neither one of those games you you ever thought at any point in those games it was Clemson or Alabama going to lose well the one argument I'll make um, compared to, like, if, if you're kind of leaning towards, like, hey, let's go back to the BCS system where it's just two teams, is we have had a fourth seed win this tournament multiple times. But a, in those situations, I feel like by the end of the tournament, the fourth team was probably the overall better team. I guess, like, I just don't want the tournament to ever get to the point where the best team in the country or at least – likely the best team in the country isn't the national championship isn't the national champion I feel like in college basketball that could happen you know just like last year when Virginia went down to a 16 seed that 16 seed wasn't better than Virginia they were just better than them on that day 
And I don't want there to be some sort of weird sloppy field situation. You know, something happens, somebody gets hurt, and then all of a sudden we have a who a team that finished the season eight and four just by the kind of the way the ball bounces end up winning a national championship. I'd rather the I want the only, I want the best teams to pl- play, and I want the likely the best team to be the champion. I want the most deserving team to be the champion. I feel like that there's very few sports where you really, really get that. Uh, even in the NFL, wildcard teams win the Super Bowl. And when you look back at it, they're still the Super Bowl champions. They're still world champions. But were they really the best team? I think that's another thing that's really cool about football is most of the time you really get the best team. And, you know, the argument's going to be how do you know if they're truly the best team? Like with last year with UCF being undefeated, Nobody beat them. They showed up every weekend. They passed the test every weekend. But I really want the best team to win. I don't know if that's an unrealistic way to think about it, but what's your thought? Yeah, I'll agree with that. I think um, you can look at – let's go back to last year's tournament. Last year's tournament, you have uh, Loyola Chicago make this run to the Final Four, and they have the cool story with the – their little the sister the, the dying and everything. sister Jean yeah you had the you had the sister Jean thing last year it was cool you know it's a good story it's uh, but and that's okay in the first few rounds but when it gets down to the final four I want the four best teams I want I mean I want the Alabamas in football to be there I want the blue bloods in basketball to be there. And I, that's why adding six, eight, 16 teams to the playoff, that's why I'm against that. It's because I want to make sure every year, like you said, I don't want field conditions to come into play where, you know, Northwestern, because they won the Big Ten championship game, somehow wins the national championship. I don't, I don't want that to happen. I mean, I've got like two, I feel like, obvious solutions to that, and I don't know why it doesn't work. Uh, my first thought is, you know, if I'm a if I'm a group of five player, coach, administrator, you know, it's a pipe dream. Even if you're UCF or Houston, one of the top tier group of five teams, to ever consistently be able to compete, I don't know why it doesn't make sense to just create the same type of four-team playoff for the postseason for a group of five. And then just like we have an FCS champion and a Division II champion, why can't we have a group of five champion? And you can pick this kind of the same situation where you have two lower-tier bowl games that is synonymous with group of five conferences. Make that be your playoffs. And then you have, you know, say that Saturday before the Monday when you have – the, the the national championship game, you also have the group of five national ch- championship game. That makes so much sense to me. I guess if you are UCF in Houston and Boise and you feel like you're that upper tier anyway, even though reality may not say that's the case, they may not be on board with it, but it makes so much sense to me. I don't know why they can't, you know, at least consider that. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I like that. I never actually thought about that. That's one of the things we never actually talked about. But uh, I do I do like the idea of maybe having a group of five, uh, a group of five champion. But 
at the same time, you're still going to get that argument like UCF's hanging banners saying, you know, we're the national champions. And, uh, but then it would be a But I do like that idea. I've never thought about it. But I just don't think you're going to get used to the UCF's, the boys he's on board with that. Because they're saying, well, we're we're just as good, or we're we're just as deserving. I mean, so it is something to think about. Um, and if say, let's say for example, you're UCF and dominate that. You're like the North Dakota State, and you win four national championships in five years. I think that's a great selling point, not only for recruits. Hey, come here and win. Don't go to Kansas State and maybe make a bowl game. Come here and win national championships. And then if they ever reconsider playoff exp- or the conference expansion, you're the number one go. You're the number one team to go get. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like if I'm if I'm a high school senior and I have the you know that would be I think a really great recruiting pitch. I mean that would maybe make me consider going to a Memphis, going to a Houston, going to. A, you know, a UCF, something like that, over like a lower-tiered SEC school, lower-tiered Big 12 school. I don't I don't know. It just makes a lot of sense. The other thing I've thought about, and I don't know why this can't happen, like I need to talk to somebody who has more knowledge on the subject, but, you know, they schedule these, these games, these college, these college football schedules are essentially made, you know, like 10 years in advance. They've got these home-and-homes set for 2028. It's like, I don't know why the NCAA can't just kind of be like the shield, like the NFL, and they could really have a release date in the spring where they release the, the, the college football schedule for all the Division I schools, and they can maybe do some sort of way they, where they make sure that each conferences play each other more, like have a Big 12 SEC showdown early in the season, Big 10 Pac-12 showdown early in the season – Make sure all the major players are playing other major conferences. That way, there's not any garbage games. Every game you're playing a Power Five, five team, you have bigger matchups, and it'd be a lot easier to be able to compare. You know, does this Pac-10 or Pac-12 championship team really measure up to the ACC champion, and vice versa? I know there's got to be a good reason that doesn't happen, but it, again, it's one of those things that makes just way so much sense. To, to add to your point there, I, I like that idea a lot because I think you can – because you can still have UCF and Boise and Houston feel like they're a part of it. So I think I actually like your second argument better or second idea better. And just to add to that, like if in, in 2008, if Alabama and USC played the first game of two, uh, 2019, people are thinking, man, that's, that's a good game. But in all honesty – if, if come September that game happens, Alabama probably wins by 30 with where UC, USC's program is right now. Yeah, uh, but I think, that, I think that's a, a discussion maybe for another day. But to wrap up our first podcast, let's maybe think about let's, – let's make a few picks here. We got – like I said, we got the games tomorrow. And we've also kind of talked heavily about college basketball. So I say we wrap up our first podcast giving – giving our listeners who we think is going to be in the Super Bowl and maybe uh, some, some Final Four picks since this is our first, uh, we said earlier, the first big day of college basketball season. How's that? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to take start off by giving you my NFL picks. 
I just, I, I really can't in good conscience, even though it hurts me to say this, I just can't pick against the New England Patriots. I hate it. They've always won, but I just, I, I feel like they're going to find a way to do it just to spite me. And just to keep on the same train of the old guy coming out on top, since I'm the older brother, I think it's Drew Brees' time again. I feel like in a couple of weeks he's going to be the one lifting the trophy. I think that'll be a cool little footnote on his Hall of Fame resume that he made it to two Super Bowls and he beat probably the two best quarterbacks of all time in his two Super Bowls. So that's my pick on that one. What you what you got? Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Saints. I, I feel pretty confident in the Saints pick. Uh, I like Drew Brees. I like their defense is much improved over the last couple of years, over the last few years. Uh, the other one, uh, my heart is obviously with the Patriots. I'm not a Patriots fan, but as we said earlier, I think Tom Brady's the GOAT. Um, it's just that Kansas City offense is so tough, so, so tough, and being at home. But I think I'm going to have to go. This is going to be boring, but I'm going to go with your pick as well with the Patriots. Uh, Saints Super Bowl coming in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And I'll, I'll save my Super Bowl pick for our next our next show right my my final super bowl pick right now i'm probably leaning towards the saints as well i just think i think breeze deserves that second title to go into the discussion is he a top three four five quarterback of all time and moving on from that i will i'll i'll, I'll lead us off with the final four picks like i said I haven't watched a ton of college basketball this season, but I've all, I keep up with it all. Um, and so with this being the first big Saturday, obviously we got a lot of conference play left to do. You never know about injuries, all that stuff. But I'm going to say my final four right now is I think Duke is, when they're healthy, they're the most talented team in the country, no argument. I think – Virginia is maybe on like this redemption tour and Tony Bent needs that that final four run. So I think it's finally time for Tony Bent to have that final four run. So I got two ACC teams there. I'm going to go uh, maybe in your neck of the woods living in Knoxville. I'll say that SEC team is going to get into the final four. And I think the best SEC team this year is Tennessee. And then – that, that fourth one's tough, and, you know, we'll learn a lot more over the next few weeks about it. But I will say my fourth best team in the country is Kansas. I think Kansas has got a lot of, lot of talent. Uh, Bill Self's been there before. So I will say my final four picks as of today uh, are Duke, Virginia, Tennessee, Kansas. God, you, we're, we're going to make this boring. We need, we need more conflicts. Um, you know, I – it's so hard. You don't know how the brackets are going to be. I mean, the four best teams, the four most proven teams, I think you've hit on all of them. The only other one, only other team I'd throw in there is Michigan. Michigan just seems like a well-oiled machine. They always seem to play well around tournament time. Or it seems like most years they play well. There's, there may be some outliers there, but it's just a really well-coached team, and they've done nothing but win so far this year. I'm sure they're going to find a couple losses in conference play, but they're a really tough team too, but you know, my heart, I'd love to see Rocky Top make it to Final Four, but, I, you know, that's that's a team that's never been there before, so there's always, 
you know, the, the tournament's different than the regular season. So uh, anything can happen. But I, I like your four picks. The only other one I'd put in there is Michigan. But, man, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, I've enjoyed this is being the first episode of, of Talking BS. Uh, again, I ho- hope however many listeners we have out there, hope you've enjoyed just hanging out with us for a little bit of time. Share it. If you didn't like it, share it. Maybe somebody else will like it. And we get you back up sometime next week. All right. Thanks a lot. This is, this is the Talking BS podcast, and this is uh, Brandon Lancaster signing off. See you later, Thank Seth. You. See ya.